Hi, I'm Fran Costigan. I'm the director of vegan pastry at the Ruby Online Culinary School and the lead director, lead instructor of Essential Vegan Desserts. And I want to welcome you to the October live event for Essential Vegan Desserts. Um, I'm happy to see some faces that I recognize, and I would like to welcome people who are new here. I'm excited about talking about this particular topic. We're making desserts. The name of the course is Essential Vegan Desserts. It's a foundational technique course, um, and sweeteners are known to be used in making desserts. So. The way this topic came to be actually was interesting. One of our Ruby Plants stars, Laura Hollenbeck is her name. She's also a fine artist, mentioned or asked a question last week. No, last month at the live event. I think that's right. I, I don't actually remember now if Laura asked the question during the live or sent an email to me, which all of you can do, fran at ruby.com and asked if I was familiar with a granulated sweetener called Okinawan black sugar. And coincidentally, I had just ordered some. So I had it in my home and it's all written. The, all the information is in Japanese. And I reached out to Elizabeth Ando, who is an expert, woman who lives, has lived in Japan for, well, I think for decades and was the Japanese food editor for Gourmet Magazine for many years. So she is the expert. Her books are wonderful. If you have a chance to look at her books, that's Elizabeth Ando, A-N-D-O-H, and she is an encyclopedia. Anyway, she told me that this sweetener that Laura had asked about and I had purchased is called Kokoto, and it actually translates to black sugar, but it is brown. So I'm going to show it to you. I'm going to try to go in order of the granulated sweeteners. You know, we do use liquid sweeteners in the course as well, but today is about granulated sweeteners. So before I get started with the topic, I want to officially welcome my new students who are recently have recently signed up for essential vegan desserts my graduates anyone in between guests students in other courses i'm glad that you're here there is a question uh, a place to put your questions on the right side of the screen so please feel free to put your question in. I'm going to get to as many questions as possible. If I don't know an answer, I'll let you know and get back to you by email. And um, for questions about the course, and this applies not only to essential vegan desserts, but to any of the Ruby courses, sometimes you're going, you know, looking at a particular item or recipe in the syllabus and you may have a question about it there is a question and answer form right on the dashboard and very often there are a lot of questions that have been already answered so that is a place that i would recommend the students look at 
and maybe your question will be answered. If you have a further question about the recipe or a technique, just put it, just submit it. And I monitor those questions. All of the Ruby instructors do. I monitor the questions for this course and I will send an answer to you. If you have any kind of technical problem or glitch or just a question, write to support at ruby.com and someone from our team will get back to you. In terms of the private Facebook group for Essential Vegan Desserts, if you are in, if you are in the course currently or a graduate, I hope you will stay in the Facebook group. This is a great place to ask questions as well. Maybe you're looking for a new piece of equipment. Has anyone tried this recipe using this sugar? Um, what do you think about this blender over this? And share your successes. I've had a number of graduates who have opened businesses and are doing beautiful work with wedding cakes, celebration cakes, all kinds of things. We want to see those pictures. So um, definitely sign up for the group if you haven't already. And check in from time to time. I check in. I'm in that group. I love that group. So I think this is a good time to be talking about sweeteners. Halloween is coming up at the end of the month. It's a very sugarful holiday, that's for sure. Um, we have many, many choices in the sweeteners that we can use, but it is true that there is no one size fits all. And in fact, it is my opinion that there is no holy grail of sweetener. Some are better than others. That is a fact. The first thing that I said, there's no holy grail. I think that's an opinion that comes pretty close to being a fact. There's a lot of trickery and misinformation in the marketplace and in recipes, read labels, read labels. I was just a few weeks ago at the Natural Products Expo, which is in Philadelphia. So it was very easy for me to get there. And I went for several days and, you know, I saw a lot of confections that were marked sugar-free, low sugar, keto. And when I read the labels, it was like, aha, <laughs> you know, aha. So here is an example of a small, this is a sample size chocolate from Lily's, which is a nice brand of chocolate that is sweetened or they, it says less sugar, sweet life. And they say no sugar added. Now, just to refresh your memory or tell you for the first time, the higher the percentage of chocolate, cacao solids, the lower the amount of sugar in a piece of chocolate in general. So a chocolate that's 72, 75% has a lot less sugar than a chocolate that's 56%, for example. But anyway, <laughs> the print is very small. I'm doing the best I can. The ingredients are unsweetened chocolate, erythritol, chicory root fiber, that's inulin, organic soy lecithin, sunflower lecithin. And the last ingredient is stevia. Now, 
This says 70% cocoa stevia sweetened. It is the last ingredient. Actually is a nice tasting, a nice tasting chocolate, but this is what I really want to make a point that you need to read labels and I will leave it with that. Now we were born with a preference for sweet taste versus bitter. And it's thought this was an evolutionary defense against poisonous plants. Many early American desserts, or maybe many early desserts throughout the world were heavy, heavily sweetened. I think that this was a way of preserving some of our baked goods in particular. So when I left the traditional pastry kitchen to work on creating a modern vegan pastry kitchen, I took a look at the amount of sweeteners and the kind of sweeteners that were in the recipes and was pretty clear that a particular percentage of sugar, I'm using the word sugar and sweetener in interchangeably here, um, could be reduced. Well, in the very, very beginning, it was my very first job. I was working at a vegan macrobiotic restaurant as a pastry chef in Hell's Kitchen in New York. And I thought, I'm really reducing the sugar, which I had no business doing because these were not my own recipes. I was meant to be following the recipes that were printed that were the restaurant recipes. And then one day my boss said, Costigan, you're making brownies, not brown bread. And you may have heard me say that before because I have told that story, but there's a point to it that there is an expectation when you give someone a piece of cake that there is going to be a sweet taste. It doesn't have to be overly sweet. One of the things when you oversweeten something the flavor does become a little dulled. So you have to find that sweet spot. Now, what I do when I'm thinking about an ingredient and sugar is an ingredient is I think about the history of the food. How, how was this food used historically? Um, you know, cane sugar has been used for millennia and many of the brown colored sugars have as well. I have a number of them to show you today and I'm going to. So as a rule, less refined granulated sweeteners do retain some of the minerals, some of the fiber that's within the sweetener because they haven't been fully refined. They haven't been bleached. They haven't been treated with chemicals, but that doesn't mean eating large quantities is a good thing. My teacher, Dr. Emery Coben, my first teacher taught, and I think it bears repeating that quantity changes quality. And I think that you can extrapolate that out to anything. So when you're wondering about looking for sugars, look for the word, look for words ending in O-S-E, and you'll probably find some hidden sugars. But let's, let me define sugar for you. So sugar is a sweet crystalline substance obtained from various plants, especially sugar cane and sugar beet. Cons 
consisting essentially of sucrose and used as a sweetener in food and drink. Now, what I want to say is that, you know, that is what sugar is. Why, what makes sugar vegan? This is a question that I get very often. I imagine some of you get that question as well. And so we're going to look at table sugar, white sugar first, and then vegan sugar. So I do have, I keep a jar of white sugar around to remind myself, and it is pure white. Now people, this is cane sugar that has been processed from the cane and all of the molasses, every bit of the molasses is removed from cane, from conventional cane sugar. It is a, a heavily sprayed crop unless it is organic. That is the truth. So it is white sugar is refined from sugar cane and sugar beets. Now, for many years, vegans preferred to use beet sugar because while white cane, while cane sugar is filtered through bone char, which is charcoal, but that that is why white sugar is not vegan. It has been filtered through bone char. Sugar beets never were. I didn't want to use beet sugar because beets are a very highly GMO crop. And I don't want to, you know, I try not to indulge or eat any genetically modified foods. At the Natural Products Expo, there is a company called Now Foods. You may have seen them. They have vitamins, they have agar, they have all kinds of things. And they had many sweeteners and they have a certified non-GMO organic beet sugar. But I did some research on that. And there are confectioners who say that beet sugar leaves a taste or crystallizes in a different way from cane sugar. So today there really is no reason to have to use that. If you want to use organic vegan cane sugar, it is widely available. And I think you probably know that there is a slavery component to sugar cane in the same way that there is with chocolate. So I choose vegan, organic, and ethically sourced and processed cane sugar for the cane sugar that I use. There are many brands that are reliable. It's really important to know your supplier, to know where your food comes from. And if they aren't clear, if it isn't labeled clearly, call them up. We vote with our fork. So I said that sugar cane fields, unless organic, are heavily sprayed with pesticides, and that is true. And so some consumers, like myself, choose to minimize or avoid conventionally grown and processed cane sugar. I don't use it, and I don't use white sugar. White sugar, processed white sugar that is filtered through bone char and bleached and refined to 99 point, I think it's 99.7%, is actually the only edible substance we put in our mouth where the digestion 
does not begin with saliva. You know, the digestion of your food begins in your mouth. The saliva in your mouth begins to break the food down. This is important. But white sugar is so refined that it's actually beyond empty calories because it just hits. <laughs> it just doesn't need to be digested. It goes straight in. And there are studies saying it depletes or B vitamins. It wreaks havoc. So there are a lot of reasons not to use it. And again, we can use cane sugar. Organic vegan cane sugar is an absolute one-to-one -one swap for refined white sugar. There is a difference or two, but we can get around that. Now, during processing of conventional white sugar, all of the molasses that is inherent in the cane is removed. When you think about using molasses, if you aren't using molasses from organic cane or molasses that is labeled organic, it really is a chemical soup because it is a byproduct of sugar cane refining. And so the reason that this is so white is because it has been filtered to remove any residual color, this is not going to be okay for vegans. I mean, I'm saying that as a blanket statement, there may be vegans who say I'm vegan, except cane sugar works for me. No judgment. In terms of the organic cane, the color, because some, it hasn't been bleached, it hasn't been filtered. And a small percentage of the molasses is retained in this cane. Not enough to taste like molasses, but it tastes more than just sweet. I think that these sugars, these organic vegan sugars add something lovely, might be very subtle, but something beneficial to the, to the desserts in general. So depending on the brand of vegan sugar that you purchase, the color will be very, very, very pale straw blonde to a little bit more beige from pretty fine looking to a little less fine looking. Even the sugar that is the lightest in color and has what looks like the smallest crystal, vegan cane sugar crystals are larger than a traditional white, filtered white sugar. So what I do is I buy my vegan sugar, usually in quantity, and I do three things to it. The first is, oh no, I have to bend down. This is real life. This is real live TV here. Okay. I just dropped something very precious. So this is how I store my cane sugar like this. And I do label, and this is roughed up. And what I mean by that is because I want to ensure that the sugar will dissolve as if it was white sugar, the first batch of sugar that I do, this is part of my mise en place, is I rough it up by pulsing it in a food processor. Now, since I want to use vegan sugar across the board, I buy, I 
want to use caster sugar or super fine sugar, depending on which side of the pond you're on. That's super fine sugar that is not confectioner sugar. That's next. But then I take the very same cane sugar and I put it in a blender, in a high-speed blender. I actually have a grain bowl for my blender and I grind it. Looks And this container is pretty empty. I've been doing a lot of desserts lately with super fine sugar. So it means it's time to make some more. So you can see it's the same vegan sugar, but it has been ground to, it has been powdered. So that is powdered, super fine sugar, caster sugar. Then there is those, that's what I do with my organic vegan cane sugars. If you're making confection, if you want to use confectioner's sugar, I have two to show you. So in order for confectioner's sugar is powdered sugar that has a percentage, a small percentage of a starch in it to keep it from clumping to keep it dry. Typically, conventional powdered sugar, also known as 10X, there are other X's in terms of how fine the sugar is, but what we get in the supermarkets is 10X. Typically, it the powdered sugar would be cornstarch. Vegan sugar, tends to have tapioca starch instead of cornstarch. And I, it works fine. It works the same. This is from Trader Joe's. And this, it does have tapioca starch in it. I find that vegan confectioner's sugar does have to be sifted more than once. Now, this is from Florida Crystals. This is their confectioner's sugar. And their confectioner's sugar does have, or it says organic, it's organic sugar, it's vegan sugar, and it does have cornstarch. If you have an allergy to corn, if you're not using cornstarch, you're going to choose one of the confectioner's sugars with the tapioca. But this label is interesting enough for me to tell you. It says organic powdered raw cane sugar. You're, you probably have seen a number of sugars labeled raw in the marketplace. There is no such thing as raw sugar. I mean, unless you're in the field and doing it, doing something yourself or having an opportunity to taste something, there is no raw sugar. So it's, it's a marketing term. I, I think that's the way it is. So you know, back to sugar sweeteners who are making desserts. For me, all, or all organic sugars are less refined. I don't feel confident that anything we purchase in a shop is completely unrefined in terms of a granulated sweetener. So I prefer to use the label less refined. And I begin with the proposition that desserts are treats meant to be eaten in moderation or infrequently. They're celebration foods. 
vegan desserts should be unapologetically delicious, period. Now, if you are a person that is meant not to have any sugar from cane or coconut or maple, and I'm going to pull those in a minute, there are other desserts you can have. Or, you know, on a birthday, make a cake for somebody else. People in this course, you know, this is an intensive, this is a three-month desserts course. There are some people extend, there are extensions possible, but, you know, there's more dessert going on than one would have in a normal situation. My neighbors, when I'm developing recipes, my neighbors get the desserts. I take enough of a taste and that's what I do. So, you know, I feel that for special occasions, let's make a really wonderful cake that has a beautiful mouthfeel and not worry about it. Um, there are a lot of charts that are going to say to you, this sugar is equivalent one-to-one -to, -one to this. This one's 150% sweeter. If you look at a number of charts, you're going to find that there are different percentages listed. So really doing a little bit of tasting. I tasted little bits, but a lot of little bits of sugars today to remind me. It was very interesting. Bricks, B-R-I-X is a measure of sweetness. And I was surprised, kind of really sad to learn from my maple farmer in New York that the bricks of maple syrup in the United States has been going down. And this has to do with less cold winters. When I started out, the only granulated sweeteners that were available for me to use were maple sugar and maple sugar. <laughs> I'm trying to think maple sugar was pretty much the only sugar that we used. There was no what's called dehydrated cane juice or anything like that. I use maple sugar when the taste matters, when I want a taste of maple, or if a client requests it, it's an expensive sugar, but I use a lot of maple syrup. So I suggest that you get yourself a variety of these sweeteners. They certainly are listed in the course and do your own observation, uh, look at the colors, and even from brand to brand, the scents they have, the flavors, and the, and the size of the crystals. There are definitely differences. Then the next thing to do is to go ahead and experiment with swapping them out. Well, I would never do that, as many of you know, with a full recipe. I scale the recipe down by a half or a quarter. And I have a recipe that I did the chocolate cake to live for. This is my signature cake. This is a popular cake in the course where I actually scaled it down by a fourth. And I wanted to see about using a new date sugar that I received. And I have always said, that date sugar doesn't dissolve in cakes. It's not a, a sugar to use. There isn't really a sugar. What it is, is dried, dehydrated dates, very dry, and then they're powdered. You can actually do that yourself. You can even make your own maple sugar. I've done it. I've boiled the water off of maple syrup. So I told you already that 
I feel that less, I'm not the only pastry chef that feels this way. A lot of the conventional chefs are saying now that the less refined sweeteners contribute an additional subtle flavor to desserts, unlike white sugar, which is just sweet. So therefore you wanna consider the unique taste, flavor, color of each type of sweetener when making your choice. Going back to the chocolate cake, I have made it with maple sugar. I've made it with coconut sugar. Uh, I haven't really been using brown sugar until very recently because I, there wasn't any organic available until the last few years. And I've gotten in the habit of using what's called whole cane sugar. You see it as dehydrated cane juice or well, it's got a whole bunch of labels. Um, and I, and the flavor to me is really nice in a chocolate pudding. I will notice a difference in flavor, you know, the darker sugars or the sugars from maple from coconut are going to add some kind of a flavor. Oftentimes it's very, very nice. So, you know, again, yes, there are sweeteners that are better for you. Maple syrup, for example, maple sugar is nothing but the sap of the maple tree that with the water boiled off. Does that mean it's okay to drink a glass of maple syrup to get the vitamins that are supposed to be in there? No. I'm the person, as you know, or you may know, that says chocolate is a bean, but it is not a salad. Now, one of the unique characteristics of granulated sugar or sugar in general is that it's hygroscopic, meaning it attracts and retains water. So that's a good thing. We want our desserts, our cakes, our muffins, our cupcakes, cookies to be moist. Um, and baked goods with higher amounts of sugar have a longer shelf life. Since I use just enough sugar, just enough sweetener of any kind to make what the product tastes like a dessert and that brown bread they are going to stale more quickly. I keep low, lower sugar and lower fat desserts in my freezer. Now, aside from sweetening, sugar plays other roles in the pastry kitchen. It affects the texture and color of baked goods. They would be super pale. And what happens is the transformation of sugars during baking is caramelization and the interaction of sugars and proteins and heat is called the Mallard reaction. And for those of you in essential vegan desserts, you may remember that we have information about this reaction within the course. So um, I've told you, I'm just running through my notes here. I told you that I lightly grind my organic cane sugar by pulsing it in a food plaster processor. I make super fine slash caster sugar, which I will use to make aquafaba meringue, for example, in a blender or a small amount in a nut or seed grinder. Although I don't like to do small amounts. I want it made, labeled, stored. Um, and then confectioner sugar is not something that you can really make at home as finely as it's made. I have super powdered my sugar and added a little bit of starch if I was in a pinch, um, but powdered sugar is done mechanically. Now, I, I know I told you about the beets as well. 
So now let's look at what I call the brown cane sugars. I have a bunch of them here. So the very first one, since it is whole cane, whole cane sugar, is there is a very popular brand in the United States called Sukuna, and that's from Wholesome Sweets, and it just refers to sugar cane natural. So this is the sugar cane with all of the molasses intact, and the crystal is quite large and coarse. So it is something that I grind and keep stored like this. These containers do keep the sugars that get moist pretty well. And I always add a desiccant, a food grade desiccant package. So this is the ground whole cane dehydrate, dehydrated cane juice. Since this is really all I had in the beginning, I got used to using it. It has a really nice molasses taste, a very strong molasses taste. It's great in spice cakes. It's great in a lot of cakes. I don't use it in a lemon or a vanilla cake because the flavor would be too strong. I can actually show you the package. So this is Sukunap, but there are other brands that make whole cane sugar. Whole cane sugar is what it says here. And you may, again, you may see it as dehydrated cane as well. Now, other of the brown cane sugars, this is organic brown sugar. And it has a larger crystal and it is moister than the Sucanat is. I haven't found much of a difference in using brown sugar and Sucanat occasion, but because brown sugar is moister and the flavor depends on whether you're buying, choosing light or dark brown sugar, <laughs> you might have to adjust your recipe a little bit, add a tiny little bit more of a liquid. Here, is our Okinawan black sugar, which is a cane sugar. I've got it locked up here. I think it's fascinating to me. So it's only grown in a couple of areas in Japan. It is called Kokoto and it is absolutely delicious. It has almost a mineral kind of a flavor. I, you know, some of you know my neighbor, Kathy Gold, who did the van a vanilla live event with me, Chef Kathy Gold. I had her come up and have a little taste of this and look at it. And she thought it had almost an anise flavor. I don't find that, but I love it. I will use this sweetener when the flavor is important to me. Now, how this all started was when Laura said that she had heard there were health promoting properties about around this sugar. I just can't ever, I mean, I'm repeating now, but I can't ever say eat sugar for health. But in this case, um, I read that 
women who I either just but no, it's not about giving birth. That's dates, but or having difficult menstrual cycles are advised to eat this sugar. So this sugar that I got, this cocoto powdered cocoto black from Okinawa, and you can find it now pretty easily, even on Amazon. Mine is granulated. It also comes as rocks. And I understand in my research that people in Japan who are familiar with this particular sugar, eat it, eat the rocks, the rock sugar, as if it is candy. Now, another of the brown sugars is, has a lot of names. This, you can see that this is hard as a rock, right? I could grade it. This is, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing, but this is Pioncillo and use, and this is a product, this particular one is a product of Mexico. You also see jaggery, which is, can come from sugarcane or from a date palm, but not dates as we know it. Panela in Colombia. Um, Cocoto is one of the jaggeries or the whole cane. So this is sugar cane that has been boiled until solidified, all of these. And they have been used historically for years. Um, jaggery from Southeast Asia and India is called guar, G-U-R. And that has 16 different degrees of firmness from rock hard to soft. It's really fascinating. And of course, with different flavors and it's processed from various palm trees, including the date palm, but it is not our date sugar. So that jaggery from cane sugar or the other can have all these different textures. You know, um, there is another brand that we've seen. I think it's a European brand, but I see it a lot in the United States called Rapadura. And they also have one of these brands. Now, let me show you. This is my precious container of maple sugar. It's very fine and I keep it locked up. And as you might expect, it smells like maple, which it should. And over here, <laughs> I've had this for so many years that I just keep it kind of taped up, but this is a block of maple sugar. It's a maple cube. You've seen maple candies. Just you take the maple syrup that comes right out of the tree. It gets boiled off. This, the colonists called this Indian sugar. And to me, it's a very highly, it's a very highly unrefined sweetener and just a lovely flavor. It's hygroscopic, both the sugar and the maple syrup for people who don't want to use cane, it's going to darken your desserts. You know, that is a sweetener I like. And then of course we have coconut sugar, which has become very popular. Now, I think this is very interesting. This particular brand, Big Tree, which does, some of you may have seen, they do a lot of coconut sugars, coconut syrup or agave or nectar as they call it. They, this says, this is labeled as organic brown coconut sugar. It says unrefined and low glycemic. I think the low glycemic thing depends. Brenda Davis, our 
very brilliant RD, Brenda Davis, will say there's a lot more to low glycemic than just saying. It depends what you've eaten earlier and the glycemic load. But this is this particular coconut sugar. I love the, they all for me are a little bit like caramel to a nice molasses. Another sugar that I like is sorghum. Um, and that also has a molasses flavor, but I haven't seen powdered sorghum yet. So this has been a lot of talking, a lot more than I normally do. So I think what I'm going to do now is go over to the questions and just bear with me for a minute because it almost looks like where did they go on my screen? I'm managing a lot of screens here. Here we go. Okay. So Mollis says asking, do sweeteners have the same effect on digestion as sugars? Well, I've been using the word sweeteners and sugar interchangeably. So if you would like to clarify the question, I can answer it better for you. Um, because to me, a sweetener and a sugar is the same thing. Pamela says, I have my favorite chocolate muffin recipe that I've been cooking for years and recently became vegan. Welcome to vegan. Do I, she's asking if I have a favorite chocolate muffin. Well, I have a favorite chocolate, everything Pamela. I wrote a book called vegan chocolate and, um, you know, once you understand how to start swapping out, you will find that your favorite chocolate muffin, you can try to adapt it, or there are so many already reliable recipes in the vegan verse that you should be able to find a chocolate muffin that you like. Okay erythritol, is it safe to use as a sweetener? So I am just going to walk over here and get my box of sweeteners that I don't use. And erythritol is one of them. Erythritol is in everything. And it is one of the sugars that doesn't get digested. So I know that there are people who do like it. It is considered GRAS, which means generally regarded as safe. It is produced by fermenting the glucose in cornstarch and has 70% of the sugar, but very few calories. It is considered to have fewer digestive side effects than sugar alcohols in general, but it depends. It depends on your system. So is it safe to use? Yes, it is on the market as a safe sweetener, but these are not sugars. This is not a class of sugar that I particularly use, although I certainly have it. I have it all over the place. Um, Jeannie wants to know about 
What's the difference between regular sugarcane and Okinawa black sugarcane? Well, Gina, if you were here earlier, you saw me. I'm going to show it to you again. It's very dark. It's very mineralized. It's only grown in a few areas in Japan. So you really get the terroir. It's relatively unrefined and it's just lovely. If you were swapping out regular cane sugar to the Okinawan, you're going to have a difference in flavor. That's for sure. But other than that, I'm looking forward to making some puddings and, and making some special desserts with it. I don't think it's a one-to-one -one swap because of the flavor. So Candy wants to know, <laughs> Candy, what I think about cane sugar and swerve. I think swerve is erythritol. It is. And some people, I don't know, Candy, have you used swerve? So some people experience some unpleasant side effects from this. This is a class of sugar alcohols, digestive problems. Some have diarrhea, may cause bloating, cramps, and gas. And um, so you want to be careful with that. Um, if you've used it and you think it, you don't have a problem with it, then go ahead and use it. But it is not going to be a one-to-one -one swap with cane at all. Hi, Laura. This is Laura, who really was the impetus for this event. If substituting black sugar in recipes, is there a standard ratio? I'll be experimenting with molasses cookies. I think molasses cookies is a nice place to use this sugar um have it's important to taste it i would use it one-to-one -one with a sucanat coconut sugar type recipe i think that would be fine and i'm just want to point over my shoulder if you see my KitchenAid mixer over there i actually as we say took one for the team because these are not this basket of sweeteners, um, xylitol, allulose, monk fruit sweetener, which really is erythritol and monk fruit together, and a different allulose that has allulose and steviol glucosides from stevia in them. And then there's the King Arthur baking sugar alternative, which is a mix. And I actually think that a mix of sweeteners when you're not using, when we're using this class of sugars that aren't really sugar, I think a mix is the best way to go. This has erythritol, corn fiber, allulose, cane sugar derived from fructan fiber, that might be inulin, monk fruit extract, and stevia leaf extract. I taste them all. I taste them all, and um, they bother me. If they don't bother you, then that's the way it goes. If anybody knows which one is the one that will kill your dog, please put it in your chat. So Terilyn wants to know about sugar sprinkles. Um, there are larger grain sugars that are considered non-melting sugars. 
that work. So you can use any of those sugars. Um, sometimes I do that. Edith says, please mention which granulated sweeteners will do are good for glazes and creams. She's baking gluten-free and needs substitute choices. Um, well, I, the easiest one for glazes and creams is your organic cane that has been finely ground to make a caster, a super fine or caster sugar substitute. And um, I use it all the time and it works fine. Mary Jo is asking, are sugars labeled fair trade organic? Well, the ones that I choose are, so yes. And generally speaking, if a sugar is labeled fair trade and or organic, they tend to be together. They are also used. They're not filtered. Pamela said, I used to use Swerve, but there's a funky taste. So I switched one to one pure Vermont maple syrup. For me, there is a funky taste to all of them. There's either a cooling taste, there's definitely a cooling taste, and there's just this off taste that, you know, we all have very particular taste buds that are unique to us, might work for you, doesn't work for me. Helen wants to know, is monk food in your container of sugars you don't like? Yeah, it is. Now, monk fruit which is low han that is the actual monk fruit and i got to work with it years ago before it became a thing i was working with a branding firm in new york city that was working with a very big um, carbonated beverage company and i got in the mail <laughs> in a plain brown envelope some white powders and what i learned about it was that it has to be so highly processed in order to get the bad taste out that's inherent in the Lohan. Um, it just was too processed for me. Uh, so I don't use it, but I have noticed, and I think if you start looking at this class of sweetener, you're gonna see that they are mixed together. They are mixed together. So um, Tara Lynn's asking, what's my preferred sugar for making sweet and sour sauce barbecue? Oh, that's definitely whole cane or coconut sugar. You know, one of the brown sugars that's a little bit smoky. Thank you, Sheila. Thank you very much. I just, this is a lot to keep in my brain. Xylitol and aspartame, not good for your pets, as in they will they could be fatal to your pets. So be very, very careful about them. Now, we're gonna look at the video on guar. Palm sugar, also known as jaggery, is derived from boiling down the sap of palm trees. It has a creamy, rich sweetness that works well in desserts, but is also widely used in savory dishes to balance saltiness, acidity, or spiciness. The color can range from creamy beige to caramel brown, and the consistency can be soft or rock hard. Microwave hard palm sugar for 10 seconds and it will make it easier to cut. If palm sugar is not available, you can substitute with brown sugar. 
So I, I just find that video that was narrated by our wonderful Don, co-founder of Ruby to be just fascinating because depending on where you are in the world, where the particular base sugar comes from and how long it is boiled is going to give you a soft texture or a hard one. You know, I don't know in, I will often take rice syrup, which is a sweetener that I like and cook it over a very high heat and it gets very crispy. Or when I boiled off my maple syrup and got maple sugar, it was hard, but before it got hard enough for me to powder, it was kind of soft and taffy like so i like that here is i said in terms of the non-cane granulated sugars we have coconut sugar we have maple sugar and this is date sugar so maybe i'm going you know i have said for years and I said it in the course as well, if it gets written in the course, and I'm standing by it for now, but things change because one of the best things about culinary is you keep learning. There's always something to learn. So date sugar, which unlike the other sugars, is just a fruit that has been dried. You can do it in your own oven, dried and then powdered. For me, it never dissolved in a cake. I would never use it in a cake. In addition to very strong date flavor, which can be fine if that's what I want, but it never dissolved. And if I used it on top of a crumb or crumble, for example, it would burn. Well, I recently got some super fine date sugar and I decided to experiment. Now, I wasn't going to make a whole cake, but this is the cake that I divided by quarter. And it is here somewhere. I know it is. This is hilarious. Oh, here it is. This is getting a little bit like I love Lucy. All right. So this is one quarter of my chocolate cake to live for baked with the date sugar and it baked beautifully. I torted it, I cut it in half. It it's nice and moist, it tastes really nice. Uh, so I'm very happy with it. So for somebody who wants to use, doesn't want to use cane or even coconut sugar, I would say, I haven't baked the full size cake yet, but I'm pretty clear this is the second time I made it that it will work. However, the granulated sweetener part of this cake is rather small to start with. It is, I believe, primarily maple syrup sweetened, and that is what contributes to the moistness of the cake. So let's see. It's, yes, one quarter cup. The recipe says, and this is a recipe from my cookbook, the recipe says one quarter cup organic granulated sugar finely ground in a blender. I have made the cake with cane sugar, organic vegan, fair trade. I have made it with coconut sugar, ground. I have made it with whole cane sugar. 
ground. They all work. I haven't made it with maple sugar. Of course it would work, but maple is too precious to put in that cake. The flavor is going to get lost. Now, I think because of this new to me, very finely ground, it still does have, you, know, you do note that it states, and because in an, a nine inch cake, there are only four tablespoons, that's two ounces of a granulated sweetener, it worked. I will get back to everyone after I put some ganache on it and so on and let you know what happens. Now, it's getting pretty late, but I'm going to keep you for another minute if I can and walk over to my mixer. So when we make aquafaba meringue, we use finely ground organic cane sugar, vegan sugar, or castor sugar, because that is has to dissolve into the meringue. I decided today, since I have a lot of reduced and chilled ready-to-go aquafaba, that I would try it with the King Arthur blend, the baking sugar alternative. Well, as you can see, it worked. And this was made, I label everything. So on my glass bowl of my mixer, it says what time I made this. It has held up beautifully. Whereas, and again, this is personal. Whereas I can't really resist eating aquafaba meringue when I make it with the granulated cane sugar. I can resist this. It doesn't taste awful, but it tastes off to me. I had to, I put a little bit of lemon juice in and I still didn't like it. And not only didn't I like the flavor, but it made me feel a little queasy. I'm going to take a taste, which I don't know how to do that thing that people do on TV where you go, mm. <laughs> So it's bitter to me. If this, it might not be bitter to you. So I would say, if you've got some aquafaba and you want to make some meringue and you know how we go, this is a very popular thing in the course, try one of these sweeteners, get it very finely ground and see what happens. I don't care for the flavor of this. And I think that it is, you know, I think it's smart to have the mix of sweeteners with in this category, I think that's a really good thing. But if, you know, if, if I am going to end up making something that isn't going to taste good to me or to people I'm feeding it to, then there are alternatives. There are desserts, many desserts that can be made without using any added sugar. Think of dried fruit. It is naturally so sweet. We can eat it out of hand. We can I do a tofu mango mousse using dried mango that's rehydrated. It doesn't need any sugar because the dried mango is so sweet. We use date paste to make a luscious cacao tart in the 
course. Um, especially this time of the year, I've already made myself a couple of baked apples and poached pears. They don't need any additional sweeteners. So there's a lot you can do. You know, for me, I'm sticking with using just enough of a granulated sweetener that's going to give me a really good dessert. Um, what I mean by that good result is a good flavor with a cake. I want to see a nice tender crumb. I need granulated sweetener to do that. And I'm happy with a very small piece and fill out the, the plate with fruit. But whatever works for you is what works for you. Now, I hope that this has been informative. If anybody has any further burning questions, um, please feel free to write to me at fran at ruby.com. I will be super happy to try to answer your question. We go through this quite a lot in essential vegan desserts because after all, it's a it's a desserts course and sugars, sugars matter. So now we're getting towards, well, it's the, almost the middle of October already. I mean, time is just absolutely flying. I hope everyone is well and stays well and healthy. Take care of yourselves, take care of each other, be happy. And I hope to see you next month in November for my next live event. Take care. Thank you for spending time with me.